Rocket Baby. Go into a land and smoke the Braves. Are you kidding me? Good God, y'all. I know you're loving it. Loving it. You're loving it. Hit it. Give it. Damn. Bring it better. 1-0, Strom's pitch. Swung on, line hard towards short. Oh. Diving stop, Turner. He feeds second. There's one. Throw to oh. Is it yes. time? And the best <laughs> double play the Phillies have turned all season just happened. Woo! A remarkable diving stop by Turner on a rocket by Albies. And the Phillies get out of the eighth. Oh, my. What a call on Turner's play. What everything. What a great night. Glorious night. High atop the west side of Cherry Hill. It doesn't get much better than this. I'll tell you what. Phillies haven't lost the first game of a playoff round since uh, 2011. Or was it 10? I don't know. I heard it. I wrote it down. I can't find it. I got so many notes. Uh, just an unbelievable win tonight. We'll breeze through it. Going to try to keep these short to 15. It's hard to do. Uh, let me rock and roll here a little bit. I don't know what's the what's the uh, the title for tonight's show. Is it is it uh, Ranger Quick Hook? Is it Harper's Bazaar? Is it Sir Anthony Sir Heat? Is it Trey Loves to Turner? How about that one? Huh? How about Atlanta fans lack bravery? Oh, I'm gonna stop. It's getting a little bit crazy, isn't it? I I, I gotta tell you, there's a lot of things that jump uh, jump out tonight. Um, obviously, Turner's play by far the best defensive play of the year. Not obviously his play, it's the team's best play. You know, the one thing that cat can do is get long, is stretch. That has not been his problem this year. He's he's stretched out for a few balls. His twenty three hours, most of them come throwing uh, the ball to first base and or balls right at him. Believe it or not, you almost saw a little fumble earlier where he got a little hand-tied and, and got the ball to uh, Stott, who's supposed to be in the first baseman stretch. But I, I think I think at one point, the way the angle of the ball was, Stott maybe thought he was going to go to first. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, he's coming to me, so I'll give it the first baseman's look coming from the catcher. You know, instead of having that right foot and full extension, first base, middle infield, if the ball's coming from the catcher, Picture this down. Come on, give me a visual. And it's not that late. If it's coming from the catcher, the first baseman puts his left foot on the bag or the pitcher. That's the exception. Obviously, you get twisted up if you put your right foot on the bag from the catcher. But on that play, uh, as Bo has said a million times, you give it the best first baseman look you can. Stretch out. So not only did he have the wrong footwork, but, well, part of that is why you don't have a stretch, because you're twisted. Uh, so, you know, we avoided a couple things tonight on the negative side. You know, obviously, Schwarber can't be out at third base. Now, this is, but why even talk about him, right? Why even talk? Let's just focus on the positive. But I got to just, it's jumping out. It, it, it's going to keep me up tonight for an extra four seconds. The Bri- I don't like. You know, this is a G-rated show, and I like to keep it clean and classy. I think we do a good job of that. I'm going to go off the ranch tonight on clean and classy, okay? And, I, and, I, and I, I'm going to probably just say this once. The Braves fans suck. 
How about that? All right. Yeah. Oh, Chuck, you know, our image is changing. Or, or image is better. It depends on what side of the fence you're on. They have no emotion. They have zero passion. And if you're going to tell me that you're going to start that that uh, that tomahawk chant that rightfully you should have gone out 10, 15 years ago. I, I mean, I try to keep it fair on those calls. You know, something that was made, you know, goes back to 200 years ago. I, I try not to legislate morality that way. But if you're going to bring the, the, the tomahawk chant up, you know, when the rally's imminent, I mean, get behind your team, man. I mean, in Philly... We're down two, and the fans never sat down. I talked to my mother-in-law, which, by the way, I sent a show out tonight to a couple special people, the Grimley uh, cousins, um, all of them. They, they're great Phillies fans. My uh, grandpa uh, was a uh, semi-pro baseball player in Camden City League back in the 20s when he got paid a lot of money. So Susie and Michelle and, uh, and Ian, um, Michelle, oh boy, I do this stuff, I get in trouble, right? Yeah, Susie, Michelle, and Ian, right? Yeah, right, Tommy? Come on, man. Yeah, Susie, Michelle, and Ian. Also, to my mother-in-law, who's a great Phillies fan, and my um, wife's sister, um, Diane. All right, that's, I cleaned out the yellow pages. But the, all big Phillies fans, and um, they occasionally listen to the podcast. I kid them about when they don't. And uh, but I sent a shout out to them anyway. They're they're very passionate Phillies fans. We had passion. The Braves tonight were just absolutely you know catatonic. They were dead, and you know they trailed by a couple runs. The game wasn't over, but even when it was potentially rally time or game in the line, you got no reaction from the Braves fans at all. It's just disgraceful. But yeah, there's no place like home. As Dorothy was right, I mean the Philly fans are just unbelievable. But more about the game. How about this? Harper's uh, five postseason games against the Braves the last two seasons. Okay? Harper's last five postseason games against the Braves the last two seasons. Ten for 18. uh, Three home runs. Six ribs. Six extra extra base hits. 556. That's a men's beer league, by the way. 669 on base. Uh, I mean, th- th- just absolutely gaudy. And 1,800 OPS. <laughs> it's just, that's insane. Um, why pitch to him? If, 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 I'll tell you, if I'm in, in, a, in a small plane crash, but everybody survives and I'm on an island, I want Harper with me. The guy's a stone-cold winner. He, he refuses to lose. He wills himself through everything. He's a tough-ass He's an impossible at bat, and that's the guy I want on my side. And they they say, you know, compare him to Hertz right now. That's a joke. Thank you. All right. There's nobody in Philadelphia, nobody in the Philadelphia sports scene, nobody. Please don't say Kelsey. Please don't compare Senator Bryce Harper, please. And I know Kelsey, what he does for their locker room and all that. Please don't insult me. Kelsey and Harper, stop with all that. Not that I thought you were going to, but just in case. There is no Philadelphia brand athlete, anything breathing that is close to what Harper does for that team, that clubhouse, the, the, the vibe, the city, how they've embraced him, how, you know, best first day jersey sales ever, um, how he's embraced the city, 
what a love affair. I could talk about that for the next few minutes, and that's it. That's a wrap because that's that's where all good things really come from. I mean, you just can't get the guy out in the postseason. And uh, his focus, his prep, he gets injured, how fast he gets back. I mean, to have that guy on our side, you got to be kidding me. What an advantage. Schwarz tonight, great game pitch, didn't want to come out. If you ever want to see textbook analytics, Fans, you saw it tonight. That script was written, you know, Bo was talking about the internal meetings where they pretty much invite everybody, advanced scouts, C-suite, you name it. They're all there. And they, they make these decisions. And the the format for that game uh, was decided, you know, during closed-door meetings. And uh, it caught all of us by surprise. If you want to try to outsmart tonight and act like you knew it was coming – well, you're, you're kind of kidding yourself because nobody knew that that model was coming. You don't pull a guy out with what was it, one hit and a walk or whatever. I mean, he, he, I thought he was, he was throwing his best ball in the third. Um, but that was preordained. That's when he was going to come out. They maybe give you a batter, and, uh, and that's it. And they know how they want to match up. And uh, it's not just righty on lefty anymore, lefty on righty. No, it's way beyond that with analytics. It's pitches you throw that are – Split finger, knuckle curves that react like Mariana Rivera. They're balls that look like they're going to uh, spit away that inch shoot back in on you. Okay, that's a common pitch nowadays. R- Rivera got a lot of credit for it. It was so unnatural. Watch the uh, boxes now, and you'll see a lot of that. Consequently, the old traditional lefty versus ready stuff, it doesn't apply in a, a lot of situations. But the bullpen... You know, instead of boring you with all the each each pitching line, the one thing that stood out to me in the bullpen tonight of a lot of greatness was Sir Anthony coming in and throwing nothing but aspirin tablets. Okay, that that I mean I don't use the word dude, but that dude was throwing. I think it was fifteen out of seventeen pitches were ninety eight miles an hour, and when you tell a professional hitter. That, you know, we're just going to bring it straight down your throat, and that's what it's going to be. We're going to the A-gas dragster, and we're going to run it right into, run it right onto you. Here it comes. That's impressive, man, because typically pros, as you know, can catch up the heat, but not that type of heat, all right? He's got a different type of, of spin rate. Delivery ball comes out of his hand. The whole thing's working. You can tell when their best hitters are a foot and a half late. You can, you can see that coming. You know, finally we run, you know, run far as run. What have we been waiting for all season long? You know, we got five guys that are 98 and 7. Okay, 98 and 7. 98 and 7. That's 105 stolen base attempts, okay, with seven caught. All right? So, I mean... I don't know, guess during the regular season, you say save the legs and stuff like that. I don't particularly buy that. We uh, we targeted on, speaking of sports, we targeted uh, Turner between 60 and 70 stolen bases uh, with the new rules. Well, I'm going to tell you what, if they play 17 game, postseason games like last year, he may get there. I mean, he may steal four games. You know, the, the Braves catcher is is actually one of the better catchers in the league this year because he's 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 like 23%. And uh, and league average was like 19. Um, they just got to keep running. And the Braves now know they want 
uh, Murphy's bat in the lineup. And the other guy who I've never been able to pronounce his name, um, you know, D. Arnand or whatever the hell's name is, that guy used to drop his bat f- flat to the ground, and he couldn't hit for like the first four years. And they worked with him and got him to get his bat up to where it belongs. Uh, but he used to literally drop his bat, if you remember that guy uh, with the Mets, uh, and his bat was parallel to the ground. And he was behind all the fastballs. And they corrected that. He's not a bad hitter now. But uh, they they want Murph in there. Um, the Phillies now know they can run on him. And it was also tonight the pitchers. They were afraid to throw over. You saw tonight what happened when Strider made the one throw over. We're at the ball land, right? And, and that's the kind of stuff you force when you run. And you don't want to get the two throws because now you're giving the guy an extra, you know, full uh, length running-wise. So um, they ran crazy tonight. Five stolen bases is unbelievable. I mean, you, you do almost everything right. You play a perfect game. But the play by Turner is unbelievable. The topper coming out with the lineup he did tonight uh, and the pitching. Don't forget this. This will this will shock you a little bit. Of the top four batters i'm not mentioning names because they've they've changed the lineup but positions are you have bat one two three and four three of the four now are seven for 39 seven for 39 our second best ops player this year brad marsh um didn't play the first two games and was over three tonight so your second-best OPA guy hasn't done anything. Throw him to the mix. And yet, you're 3-0. You're and oh. That's when you got a balanced team. That's when you're playing defense. They are. That's when you're base running. They are. That's when you're pitching. They are. That's when you're getting it, some clutch hits. They're doing that. I mean, you're going to lose some runners on base. And once again tonight, they struck out a lot. I, I didn't check the strikeouts. Um, but I'm going to guess that they struck out tonight. I want to say it's over 10 um, because that's just what the Phillies do. They, they strike out uh, 11. Yeah, there you go. Bingo. So many, so many great things. And, and the schedule makers, speaking of great things, how did they cooperate? So let's see. We're going to bring the Phillies after winning the series, a couple of days off. We're going to bring them to Atlanta. We're going to have a place Saturday. And just so they can reload everybody, for Monday, we'll give you off Sunday. I don't think I recall that ever. I get it. Don't want to compete with the NFL and all that nonsense. So you could come back Monday rested with everybody, which is why you saw what you saw tonight because of the schedule. That's exactly why you saw what you saw tonight. Uh, what a luxury. Um, and the, the teams don't compare. I mean, just please stop with that. The teams don't compare. They don't compare on paper, on the mound, in the playground. They don't compare in a, in, in a video game. They don't compare anywhere. The Phillies have much better pitching and much better bullpen, um, as we saw again tonight. And, and I'll say it again. If Alvarado is Alvarado, Good night, Irene. I mean, what did uh, Jackie? What did uh, Ralph Cranham say? There were there were two good nights. <laughs> Basil Fomine. Uh, that's Honeymooners fans. I'm about the only one listening to this podcast that goes back to the Honeymooners. Now, I mean, Alvarado is filthy. 
Uh, Sir Anthony tonight throwing 98 mile an hour darts one after another. Um, Kimbrel, Kimbrel, you know, just the bullpen uh, and just fantastic. We don't have a lot of hits tonight. Again, I didn't look it up, but it feels like it was five or six. Yeah, five, uh, six hits, but no errors. That's the one I'm looking at, right? And, uh, when you, if you, you know, again, if you said we're going to have four walks and six hits and our pitchers leave it in the fourth and March was going to have a hit, the top of the lineup continued their cold streaks. They were going to go like seven for 40 type thing. I'd probably say tonight was a, a loss, but you, you, I'm going to say you stole a game. You earned it. You outplayed them in all dimensions of the game. So you, you could go up one nothing with a day of rest, and then Wheeler, and then Nola, and the way the schedule is, Wheeler could come back after game five. Yeah, I love the I like I love the Phillies before this damn thing started. So how do I feel now? Holy Toledo! I think I've said Holy Toledo three times. There's a couple other points I could make. Um, we didn't have a fantastic throw from the outfield tonight. Uh, to think, but I'll tell you what we did have. Mark, a couple of catches going left and right um, tonight in left field that uh, Schwarber just doesn't doesn't come close to. They matter. They add up. Um, to, I mean, when you had first and second and you get a strikeout, the difference between that and a ball in play can turn the game. Uh, at a pitch location. At one point, it looked like we were going to walk the bases loaded, but we came back and got a strikeout. There are pivotal turning points in a baseball game that's 3 nothing, And tonight, the Phillies rose to the occasion every time. Uh, JT, you know, he's unbelievable. <laughs> he's just the greatest defensive catcher in baseball. He, and, and you know what he does get enough credit for? The way he, uh, the way he manages the game the the confidence of the pitchers that that he gleans. I mean, just everything about JT, I absolutely love. You, you got to love the lineup, and 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 now Rojas, he's struggling, and expect him to. I mean, this is now postseason pitching, and we know as the saying goes, you know, that good pitching beats good hitting. Just check the Dodgers in Arizona score tonight. It's like eighteen to nothing. Arizona Kershaw was out, but the bus was the air conditioner was still on the bus. And Kershaw was headed back to it. Um, you know, for the most part, your offense wins in postseason. But I, that's a topic for another podcast. Trust me, I've got the stats to demonstrate that. Do all the scores go down marginally? Yes, they do. But the teams that have won, by and large, out of the last 25 years are the teams with the better offenses. If you don't believe that, Check the best pitchers in the last 40 years in baseball and ask yourself why are their postseason ERAs higher, okay, than their career ERAs. That, that'll lead you to the trough a little bit. Uh, probably forgot a few things. You can enjoy this tomorrow. Enjoy a day of football. Yes, my Notre Dame fighting Irish lost tonight because our coach went for fourth and 13. Uh you know, backed up on the 30-yard line and uh, trailing by 11 with nine minutes to go. One for fourth and 13, pretty aggressive. But last loss we had against Ohio State, we didn't send out the 11th player for two downs. 
when it was uh, second and third and uh, goal, the last two play of the, the game, we kept our defensive guy out uh, after a timeout. You know, and when he realized he had made the mistake, he didn't send him in on the next play because it was going to be a penalty. All right, there's a penalty. They move up half the distance, and they're still going to run. We didn't do that. But tonight we won for it on fourth and 13. Outrageous. Uh, mark this down. We'd like to make predictions. Of speaking of sports, and uh, somebody said, you guys ought to go over your track record. It's it's really very high. Uh, we will maybe someday. But mark this early first prediction down that you have not heard anywhere out there in the media world. Um, Freeman for Notre Dame will not be back next year. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. No inside information. None of that. Write it down. He will. They got the quarterback this year. They got a lot of other things and they had to beat Ohio state. And if they did, whole different temperament dispositions to make a run to get to the four. And it's it all blew up once again. So that's it. And uh, we're going to take you out with the song that you all love. Thanks for the feedback this week. Uh, when are we back? When are we back? Well, there's no game tomorrow, so there won't be a short show. Short show. Uh, but uh, there'll be a long show. Monday, there'll be a morning show, the normal 45-minute deal. We'll be playing Stump. Hopefully the Wizards with us. This thing's catching on with no advertising, no sponsors, no engine. Just Chuck sitting here at the table. Joined by his son, Chad. It's too funny, but it's really catching on. That's great energy, man. So uh, have a good Sunday. Go Eagles. And uh, back on uh, Monday. And there'll be a short show then uh, that you'll get Tuesday. And that's too much detail for me. All right, over and out, and a nice win tonight. You you get the first one. We're in really, really good shape. Uh, Love you all, and enjoy your Sunday, and uh, God bless you. And when the band waved hail to the chief.